Welcome to Sound in Marketing. This podcast is here to educate on the power of sound, the possibilities of sound, and the accessibilities of sound in marketing to all brands, both big and small. Sound marketing is a great way to break through the noise that visual marketing creates. This podcast breaks down what has happened, what is happening, and insights on what's happening in the future. But the biggest takeaway is that you can be a company of one or a company of a thousand. Sound marketing is accessible and affordable for us all. My name is Gina, and I'm head of audio at Dreamer Productions and Stage Ham Entertainment. I create sound identities for companies, brands, individuals, and events. I've been in the music industry since 2003, and I've worked on a ton of different projects in traditional and new media. During my time of self-discovery, I've realized something very important. The landscape of everything in this world is changing and evolving at a ridiculously fast rate. In order to thrive, we have to understand a little bit of everything. And that's how I came upon my self-led marketing and advertising education. I realized that my knowledge and passion for music and sound plays a huge part in what's happening in marketing. And that's what I have to offer. I have a passion for sound and what it's capable of. And I want to share how massively effective a curated sound can be for a brand identity. So stop and listen for a bit as I create a sound picture of what sonic branding is all about, what it's doing, and what it means to the future of marketing a business. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about one of the five senses that we can use to our advantage in our marketing of our brand or our company. Visual marketing has become the standard, and it makes sense. Like, you can get your point across pretty well. But there are five other senses that we're almost completely ignoring, And one of them is sound. To ease you into my idea or my explanation of sound marketing, I wanted to use an example from a company that we all know really, really well, Coca-Cola. Back in April, Coca-Cola released a print campaign ad uh, actually utilizing sound in print. So when I saw the article, of course, I had to click on it because it was very, very fascinating to me. And uh, the title of the article is, Can You Look at These Wonderfully Evocative Coke Ads Without Hearing Them? What Coca-Cola did that was so fascinating in this article, or in this campaign really, was that they drew off of images that are already attributed to sound. So, you know, Coca-Cola is already a master at marketing, but they saw the power of recalling an event that a lot of us have had, opening it up, like, you know, having the glass bottles and like cracking open the top and you hear the fizz and you see the bubbles coming out, the condensation on the, on the, um, on the glass bottle itself. They, they honed in on these very memorable images to bring out more of an emotion than just seeing it, but you're experiencing it. Um, and that's one, I think that's one of their campaigns too, is about experiencing Coca-Cola, but they, they had you exper- experience it in more than just witnessing it, but you felt it, you heard it, you sensed it. Um, and I just thought it was very, very, very smart. And it's not necessarily just about sound, but the idea, the concept of this campaign that I wanted to bring to light was that they incorporated senses. 
It was more than just what you were looking at. You were having an experience. Having an experience is one of the main reasons why you should incorporate the senses into your marketing. It creates a cohesive experience on your brand or your product or your campaign or your event. It's not just one part of your emotion that they are contributing to. It's your whole body. It's your whole self. It's your memories. It's your experience in the moment. It's a feeling. It's a touch. It's a taste. It's a sound. It's everything. What Coca-Cola did was they effectively blended two or more senses, which is called synesthesia. Their aim was to activate a sensorial memory from their consumers, challenging them to hear an image for the first time, finishing the ad in their head. So the, the cool thing about this is they brought the experience to their consumer and let their consumer finish the thought. So they truly made this experience personalized because they didn't have to say anything. It was just an image. It was bringing back everyone's personal experience with Coca-Cola. And hopefully that wasn't a bad experience, but they truly were making this advertisement to you, not to the masses, but to you. And I just think that's amazing. So one of my biggest passions in sonic branding is to create a hybrid of sound with both real sound that is unique to the subject and or the client and a tonal or atonal element that is unique to the world. When you combine the two, you get a sincere, unique, and if done right, effective product. I'll share more examples of how this has been done extremely well as we move forward, but for now, I'll leave you with that. Recently, I did my own case study, and it was with a company that I wanted to work with, a toy company. They sell board games, among other things. So I bought the board game, and I recorded all of the live sound of unboxing, ripping open the stuff, um, taking the, the game pieces and dropping them on the board, constructing the board, all of this. I recorded all of it and made something of a Stomp-esque uh, remix. <laughs> it was unique to the prod- product because it was all live sound specifically from that company. And my next step that I would would have liked to do is take that element and then utilizing their marketing department and what their brand strategy and mission and vision is, incorporate a sound, whether it's tonal or atonal, because it really doesn't have to be musical, create a sound of some sort that tells the story of that brand and that brand only. And once you have that, once you have a foundational piece, and it doesn't have to be a big piece, you build off of that. So instead of going out and finding, you know, one of the top 40 songs of the day and putting that into your campaign or having that represent your brand is that it already exists. It was already created for another purpose and it will forever be linked to that other purpose. That's why I feel that sonic branding is so important for every product, every brand, every individual Because it's yours, truly just yours. No one else can claim that. And if it's done well, if you are able to market yourself all over the place, all over social media, all over digital content, and maybe even broadcast advertising, if you've got that kind of budget, if you do it well and you stay true to your original intention, 
It's the same as having a cohesive marketing structure for your visual campaigns. They all have to play together. You can't just randomly choose a song. You just can't. Because maybe that, that song was favored by that employee that found it on some music library, but does it really attribute to the brand itself? That's kind of the million-dollar question. So one of the really fascinating things that I've been observing from a distance uh, that's happening nowadays in the past couple of years really heavily, but probably, I don't know, five or ten years, voice-activated technology, specifically Alexa. The power that Alexa has, I mean, we all kind of made fun of it a little bit at first because, you know, just like when you would voice search five or six or seven years ago, it never understood you correctly and you'd laugh at like what it would put in there. But that technology has grown exponentially. There's been so much just fascinating research and development attached to this. The the power that Alexa now has to really understand what's going on and to understand you and your likes and dislikes it's just amazing. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll be upfront. I haven't, I haven't, uh, gotten an Alexa yet. I will definitely, but it's definitely, I see it as a huge game changer. Um, I don't have statistics in front of me, but the amount of people that are actually using Alexa to recall a product that they want to buy, they're not, they're not necessarily at the point where there's a ton of people that are actually buying through voice activation, but they're searching. And they're learning just like Alexa is learning, um, which is kind of really cool that we're we're learning alongside an artificial intelligence on how to effectively use that artificial intelligence. And that artificial intelligence is learning right alongside you on how to better interpret you. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's just so crazy to me. But I've included a link for the Echo Dot. Uh, for those of you that are interested. I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts lately where companies are buying Alexa and all the different models just to practice saying their products into the machine to see what happens. It's a great exercise because with action, we can think, how can I get in on this? I do not have an answer, (laughs) but I find it highly fascinating. I'll take my Alexa challenge soon. Uh, Right now, afraid the kids will order 5,000 dog biscuits or something like that. But I definitely want to try this out. But if you have a product, you know, especially like an e-commerce product, people that have an Amazon marketplace or Etsy or any of those things, highly, highly encourage you to check out this uh, Alexa function, the voice activation buying, because from all of my research, from everything that I've been hearing, this is what's happening. People want easier and faster ways to go around buying things that they either commonly buy or um, even like listening to a podcast and an advertisement comes up and they're even working on voice activated uh, like clickables. I'm not even sure what it's called, but like you listen to an ad and you hear about a vacuum and they're working on it where, you know, somebody can be like, oh, Alexa, buy that vacuum for me or, you know, send me to the link or something like that. Um, the, it's just endless opportunities is so crazy. So I, I highly encourage you, especially if you have an e-commerce product, pick up an Alexa or use your Alexa and start 
asking for yourself, asking for your product, seeing how that works, understanding the technology while it is still in its infancy, because that's the only way that we can succeed nowadays with things moving as fast as they do. We just have to have a grasp of what's coming next. We can't just always be following in the uh, coattails of what's already out there. You're, you're going to be stuck in the mass population of people that are doing the exact same thing. We have to be forward thinking. We have to see what's coming up and jump on it and try because that's the biggest thing. It could fail, but it could be really successful. I heard a story recently about a man who, uh, you know, he's been married to his wife for many years and he told a story about a regret And when she graduated from getting her master's in business, she was really, really excited. And she said, you know, I've got this job opportunity and it doesn't pay very much, but they have high, high hopes for the company itself. And her husband was like, oh, really? Well, how much, what does it pay? And she goes, well, it's with this company called Amazon and it pays $10 an hour plus stock options. And all he heard was $10 an hour, and he convinced her out of it. And he's like, you've worked so hard for this degree. Do you really want to work for $10 an hour? And um, so <laughs> that's one of his his true regrets of inaction that he shared. Um, I just thought that was funny. But I, I bring that story up because, you know, that that's one of those what-if stories. What if she had taken that and made only $10 an hour, but she had stock options? <laughs> She'd be a millionaire. So my big push is find out what's coming up, coming up the pike and experiment and see what, see what sticks, throw something at the wall and see what sticks. So a book that I highly, highly recommend to everybody that is the easiest read you will ever read. I have two small children and I still read this in like not even an hour. And that was with lots of distractions. It's a small book Big words, (laughs) but the point is very clear. And it's called Show Your Work by Austin Kleon. And this actually started my journey into learning about content marketing, which further interested me into marketing and advertising in general. It's so simple, but the the points that he that he makes in it are just mind-blowing. I mean, you you read it and you go, well, of course. But the way that he spells it out is just so clear and you just, you can't help but like not have it sink in. And I really, really feel like uh, his points, because I believe he had 10 points to follow. I really, really believe that his points really spurred me forward into understanding how how to be a part of this digital world that we're living in, how to market myself, how to look at myself as, um, as an authority, find my niche. It, I can't recommend this book enough. Um, so I've, I've linked the link in the show show notes. The big takeaway from this, from the show your workbook is that everyone loves a good story and you are your own story. Your journey is a story And you become so much more genuine when you share your process, when you share your steps and your struggles and your pitfalls. Um, Everyone loves hearing that success story, you know, like that over overnight success. But in all reality, they don't exist. You know, the, the fairy tale stories of they lived happily ever after. That's not real. 
that's just the end of the book. There's so much more to that story. And when we share our process, we've got more story, more content that we can put out there for people to experience. And you also become so much more sincere, so much more relatable because you are a human being and you are experiencing the same hardships and struggles and successes as your viewers, as your consumers, as your as your customers. It's a great book. Go check it out. This podcast is for you. So please let me know if there's anything in particular you've been curious about. Don't be afraid to be vague or even of talking in incomplete sentences. I get it. It's new and ever-changing. That's why I'm here, to help bridge that gap between traditional marketing and this whole new way of thinking. And the only way I figured it out was asking questions, researching like crazy, saying things out loud to see if they actually made sense or not. And then once I started talking, it made more and more and more sense. And now it's just something that I can't ignore. And I hope that you'll get to that point too. I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. For more information on me and what I do or what I can do for you, you can find me at dreamerproductions.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. All of the links will be listed in the show notes. I'd love to help you on your sonic branding journey in any way I can. So leave a comment, write a review, send me an email, and let's chat. I'm excited about all the exciting possibilities of sound in marketing. And I hope you are too.